Well, good morning, everybody. I hope you've all had a wonderful Christmas time, that you've been eating lots of food, drinking, of course, watching television, seeing the end of Downtown Abbey. Yes. Oh, some of, uh, no, some of you haven't seen it. I'm not going to spoil it for you. I was warned. <laughs> not, but it's the ending everybody wanted, so there you go. Oh, bless, bless, bless. So we're here this morning. Well, let's leave Downtown Abbey. We are back here. Come, please. This is real world. That is TV world. <laughs> so we are here on the Sunday after Christmas. And I was saying to the Lord, well, what should I bring? And this particular message came to me. And the title is The Promise of Great Joy. So would you come with me to Luke chapter 2, verse 10, or 2, 1 to 11. Now, it's interesting that, you know, Isaiah the prophet prophesied his birth 700 years before it came to pass. So here we go. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. Wonderful, yeah? So, here's our first question. Why great joy. Well, this was the long-expected Messiah. Now, as you know, those of you who may know your Bibles, the Jews were looking for a Messiah, but they were looking for a political Messiah, someone who would break the oppression of the Romans. But this wasn't the Messiah they were expecting. This is the Messiah who, to us, and I'm going to unpack these three, verse, these three things, is our saviour, protector and provider. He's Christ, the anointed one. And he's our Lord and our master. Thank you. Let's consider them why we should have great joy this Christmas. You know, I have to just make comment then. Chris mentioned it in his prayers. I think the Queen's speech, once again, wonderful. Every year, she always centers on the gospel that in the darkness, there came a great light. And I think it was just wonderful. And long may God give her many more years to do that. Yeah, man. But we can have joy because of this Christ who has come. 
So let's look at these three things. Pick it up at Luke chapter 2.10. Do not be afraid. The angel said, I will bring you news that will cause great joy for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. We can have great joy because we have a Savior who is a protector and he's a provider. Proverbs 18.10 says this, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. I'm sure as you reflect on 2015, there have been times when you've come up against trials, difficulties, whether it be financial, emotional, relational, spiritual. And one of the things I found in my own walk is that when trouble comes, the Lord is looking to see where you will run or who you will run to. Trouble may come, you might fall or you might fail. But who do you run to? Now, we all have our own strategies for survival. And what I've been finding over the years is that the Lord tends to destroy the strategy. You know, you had it all together. You kind of had whatever stuff you had, you had it under control. You had a strategy to survive. And by the way, we all need them. And then something comes along, and I'll use this term, and it just busts the strategy. Sickness comes upon a family member, or something happens in terms of your job, or some catastrophe happens, and whatever defenses, whatever strategy you had is completely busted. And you find that you are in distress. You find that things have come, you cannot handle it. Now, this is when the Lord is waiting for you to come to him as your strong tower. Because you see, he all, Psalm 100 says this, well, words to this effect. He says, we, you know, come before him with thanksgiving. Don't be miserable, in other words. And it says, we are the sheep of his pasture. We have not made ourselves. We are the sheep of his pasture. And what it's telling us is that we belong to God. We are created. He is the creator. His original plan was for us to be taken care of by him. We live in a world now where we don't want to be dependent on anybody. That God actually designed us to be dependent on him. Our flesh hates it. We all want to know that we can manage. You know, you take a little girl, or boy, for that matter. I remember, well, I won't, because Rachel is here, so I'll move on. But the reality is, <laughs> I remember when our kids were young, and they're trying to push the push chair, and you're trying to push it, but they don't want your help. They don't want your help. They're, no, I can't do it it's on my own. Leave me. <laughs> you, 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 I'm sure you girls had kids. You, you know, they always want to do it on their own. It's... it's built into us, but actually God designed us to be dependent on him. And what I would encourage you this year is when stuff happens to you, run to him. Don't run away. Our natural inclination is to run away. But he wants to protect you, so you run to him. Make the Lord your strong tower this year. He said, well, how do you do that? Well, first, yes, you go to him, but have safe people who are walking with you, so when trouble comes, you know who you can connect, run to for prayer and for counsel and for encouragement. 
Don't use this opportunity when trouble comes to stay away from church and not talk to anybody. Run to the people that you know that are going to help you. Because when you run towards him, he will be your strong tower. Psalm 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say, the Lord is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the foulest snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be a shield and a rampart to you. You will not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day. Nor the pestilence talks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. In other words, he's got you covered on every side. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Amen. Amen. Oh, it's good. I don't have to preach this. You're on it. (laughs) That's God's protection, friends. When you run to him, he's the ultimate protector. I remember this verse particularly when I was sacked from my job and the Lord just ministered this verse to me. We were in a staff meeting there and he said, a thousand fall, he said, a thousand will fall at your side, but 10,000 at your eye and it will not come near you. Yeah. And verse seven, you will look up and see the denies of the wicked. But you know what? God is also a provider. Matthew 6, 31, 33 tells us this. Do not worry saying, what will we eat? Not a problem for most of us here. <laughs> yeah. you know, my daughter is saying to me, oh, you're growing, daddy. <laughs> Even my sister did to me yesterday. <laughs> what shall we drink? Not a problem here. Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly father knows what you need. But here it is. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. You see, I, I want to say to every husband here, you are not the provider. God is your provider. I want to lift that off of you. God, when you put him first, when you seek his face, when you run to him for protection, he will be your provider. You see, that's my testimony this year. Like this last year, I've worked self-employed totally. I've not you know, had a salary coming in. And I can say this, that every month we have God, known God's provision. In fact, we've known it above and beyond that we've ever had before. Yeah, it's God's provision. You know, to me, I'm sorry, but you know, my focus in life is not to get a salary. Now, God will provide it. Because I've seen God's provision month after month after month after month. It takes your faith to another level. He is a provider. And when you set your heart to put his kingdom first. I, you prioritize those things that have eternal purposes in other people's lives. You invest your time, your energy, and your money there. You will see a return that you could not even imagine. Not only in this life, but that which is to come. Yeah. Because this is where your treasure is, where that's where your heart will be also. And it's got, when you are doing stuff in here, it's not just impacting now, our time, space, world, but the next world. Some of you, when you get there, you're going to see, where did this stuff come from? Oh, well, you made that investment, you see, when you put that time in. And I didn't just bless you now. I put something aside so when you come home to me, you would have somewhere to live. That's really great. So don't spend too much of your time trying to get stuff. This stuff doesn't last long. It, it's the stuff when we reach, let's go to eternity that really counts. 
The Lord's resources, you see, friends, are not limited. We recount the story when Moses is taking the children through the, children, through the, Israel, through the, the wilderness, and they want meat. <laughs> They're not vegetarian. They are tired with this, this kind of manna stuff. So Moses is like, where am I going to get meat to, meat to eat for all, meat for all these three million plus people? And the Lord kind of looks at him and says, hmm, is the power of the Lord limited? Rhetorical question, of course. And of course, they get quail and they eat. In other words, God's power isn't limited by your circumstances. God's power is not limited by us. I think Chris put it. Don't limit God's, as it were, resources towards you based on your circumstances. He's bigger than us. He has more resources than us. He can do exceeding abundantly more than you ask or even you could think. Yeah. But we also can have great joy because he's Christ, the anointed one. Isaiah 61.3, cross-reference, Luke 4.18. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom to the captives, to release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and a day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. So, the anointed one is here to heal up the brokenhearted. If you get a chance, read those stories that Emma put together. Wonderful stories, friends. Stories of addictions broken. The stories of people who were atheistic, who came into an imp- they came into a relationship with a real and powerful God. This is why we do the stuff, those stories. I don't know if you've read the stories. Read the stories. They will bless you. Because you see, this Jesus is about bringing freedom to those who are addicted. He comes down to us in the person, God, in the person of Jesus. And on that cross, he deals with all the stuff, all the sin, all the pain, all the anguish, all the rejection, all the hurt. He's made sin for us. But the cross continues to work in our lives to set us free from every work of darkness in us. I say, Lord Jesus, this is my prayer, undo every work of darkness in me so that, Lord, I can glorify the Father just as your son did. This Jesus comes to set people free. This Jesus comes to give people back their lives. This Jesus comes to deal with the depression and the despair and to to take it through the power of the cross and through the power of the Holy Spirit and to restore that with joy, to give you a garland of praise instead of a spirit of heaviness, to lift you up so that you can be all and be all that God has intended you to be and to do.
That's his ultimate plan for you. Yes, we have a thief and a liar in Satan who wants to destroy you, but God's plan is that the plans that he has for you, he will bring them to pass because he is God. And as you become a follower of Jesus by the work of the Holy Spirit and through the power of the cross, he will continue to set you free so you can stand and you can walk with the dignity and the authority and the power of who he has made you in Christ Jesus. And everybody said amen. Amen. That's the purpose. our Lord Jesus and he's going to give you hope instead of despair finally we can have great joy because he's our Lord and our master come with me to Mark 4 38 to 41 Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion the disciples woke him and said to him teacher teacher don't you care If we drown, he got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. I don't know what storms you're facing. I don't know what trials you're going through. But this I know. He is Lord and master over every storm we will ever face. He is Lord and master over every storm we as a people, as an individuals, will ever face. You know why? Because of the authority he has given us as followers of Jesus. You see, there are things that God and I have to put this carefully, expects us as his children to exercise that we don't exercise. When Jesus said, all authority has been given to me, Matthew 28, he said, now go and make disciples. And lo, I am with you even to the end of the age. Friends, one of the things I'm looking to God to do is for us as a a community of God's people to begin to exercise the authority that we have over the situations and circumstances that we face. In your home, and it doesn't matter whether it's the husband or the wife, you have authority to, in the name of Jesus, when discord comes into your house, when confusion comes into your house, you, in the name of Jesus, as a follower of Jesus, born not of the will of man or of blood, but born of God, You speak God's peace, his kingdom, which is made up of what? Righteousness, joy, and peace. And when you find a converse in your home, you begin to not shout at the kids and shout at your wife, but you call on God and you say, in the name of Jesus, I command your righteousness, joy, and peace. And if you might want to do, you might ask God, what is it that's causing this? And he might reveal it to you and you might tell it to go in the name of Jesus and speak God's peace because his kingdom is in this house. 
His blood is on the doorpost and on the lintels, on, on the lintels, lint, doorpost and on the lintels. And therefore, this is a no-go area for the enemy. You see, when, hey, yeah, that was good, wasn't it? But, but here's the point. You see, when they were in, the children of Israel were, as it were, going to be emancipated, as it were, from the slavery. God said to them, I want you to kill the sheep, and I want you to tote the blood on the doorposts and the lintels, as it were, doorposts and lintels of the house. So when that angel of death comes over, he may know that, you are, that, that, that he doesn't have to do any badness there because it's protected. Friends, as a child of God, as a son and daughter of God, you have the same authority. That blood is on the doorpost and the lintels of your house so that the enemy has to pass by because you have authority in the name of Jesus. Pray that God help us to exercise it more this year, next year, this year and next year. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Louis, it's for you next week. (laughs) Jesus, our Lord Jesus, who made an open show of principalities and powers triumphing over them, having dealt with our sins on the cross once for all. It says now that he is raised up far above all authority and power, not only in this world, but that which is to come. Friends, you see, we had authority in this realm. God gave it to us. Look at Genesis chapter 2. But Jesus, in Jesus, we have authority not only in this realm, but that which is to come above every other name that is to the name, not only in this world, but that which is to come, it says. That's the authority that we have. So, friends, we can have great joy because our Lord Jesus, he's our savior. And I'll tell you this, every day I need to be rescued. So don't be ashamed of having to be rescued. I'm so pleased that he rescues me and he needs to. I know my own heart. He's also our protector and provider. I pray that you might know him as your protector. When trouble comes, know where to run. Run towards God. Run towards the community of God's people. Run towards those who will pray for you and stand with you in whatever you're going through. Know that he's your provider. Whatever your need is, whether it be financial, emotional, he is your provider. And when he breaks down some of your strategies that you've used to provide, don't be upset. He has a different plan for you. He wants to bring you to a place where he experiences abundance. He's the anointed one. He comes to lift us up. He comes to heal our hearts. He comes to make us whole. He comes to undo the works of darkness in our lives so that we can be all that God wants us to be and to do. And finally, he's our savior, who is Lord and master, who is Christ. He's the Lord. And he sits enthroned above the cherubim. Our Lord Jesus, who makes purification for your sin and my sin once and for all. And you know what? He's lifted us up so that we can be seated with him. So we have a new position in him. Therefore, don't you think we've got something to be joyful about? Even in the midst of the darkness, this Christ has come. Let's stand.
Band, please, if you would come up. Thank you. You know, Isaac Watts, you may not know him, but he was a hymn writer from, I think, the 19th century. He actually came from Southampton. And he wrote this hymn, didn't he? Joy to the world! The Lord is come. Let earth receive her king and let every heart prepare room for him. And I have a little challenge for those of you who are here and you're not yet followers of Jesus. You, you enjoy the atmosphere, you enjoy the worship, but you don't know him yet. And here's the simple challenge. Will you make room for him? Will you make room for him? Would you make room for him so he can be your protector? He can be your savior, your, the one who will rescue you. Will you make room for him so you can know him as the one who not only protects you, but provides for you? Will you make room for him so he can come into your life and take out those things that cause despair, that cause shame? May you make room for him so he can be your redeemer, the one who lifts your head, the one that gives you purpose, the one that can give you great joy. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you sent Jesus. Hope of the world, the light in the darkness, the one who came, yes, as a baby, but is now seated at your right hand. We thank you for the joy. We thank you for the hope that we have because of him. And Lord, we want to make room for you in our hearts so that we can experience all that you have for us, so that our lives as a community may glorify the Father. We bless your name. We thank you for him. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Be blessed.